You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the show that, uh, what, 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 what do we do, Keely? What do we do, Keely? Man, we are the voice for the guys and the gals that love technology. That's right. And we speak from, you know, a black center perspective, a brown center perspective on everything from gadgets to popular culture. And we keep it fresh. We keep it live, man. That's right. Yes, sir. The show that breaks down geek, geek culture. And nerd culture and tech culture from a black and brown perspective. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by my man Achilles Shine. Yes, sir. And not joined by my man Nando Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're missing our partner in crime. Nando. Man. Nando had a, had a, had a previous engagement this evening. He cannot get out of, but, uh, we will, he'll be back next week. Um, lots, lots to talk about this in, week in the, in the, in the tech world. Lots of news. Absolutely. We're off for one week. Hope you guys had a, a, all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, but, uh, or holiday. And, uh, but Twitter, we've been talking a lot about Twitter. We do. Um, and we, Twitter's now, we talked about, you know, we had, we had the, the big Twitter went public and, um, the whole speculation with them going public is that they're going to figure out how to crack this whole ad, you know, being able to sell, be able to sell ads, be able to be able to monetize, monetize yeah. Twitter, which now is just, uh, you're buying users, but, now, hopefully, we'll be able to get products and services. Exactly. Yeah. So what's happened now is we, we uh, Twitter's announced something called tailored, Twitter tailored. That's right? crazy. Yeah. So what, what, what is that, Akili? Exactly. I mean, essentially, it's a, it's an excellent way for business to target ads on Twitter. So if, if you are a consumer of, say, shampoo, mm-hmm. and you go to uh, Head & Shoulders, right. and you visit that website, leaves a cookie in your browser, yep. now Head & Shoulders um, is able to deliver you a specific targeted ad for their product because right. they already know you like it. They already know that you, you know, invested the time to go check out, you know, maybe the ensemble of products or the company. So now they can specifically target that to you, which right. I think is a great tool for small companies and, and larger corporations. Right. But what about for the user, the end user consumer who doesn't want, I mean, you know, shit popping up at all times. I mean, I know that Twitter is very, 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 uh, very vocal about how you can go in your privacy settings and, and turn the, and turn some of this stuff off. But, I mean, you know, we all want to be, we're all there to be sold too, but it's sometimes, at some point it gets a little invasive, especially via the internet. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I agree. Like, I mean, just speaking personally, I, I mean, I want to limit that as much as possible. I don't want any company or any ads being directed towards me because it, I mean, it distracts from my experience on the internet. But I think for, for mobile devices, like versus, you know, using Twitter on, on your desktop, I think it's a difference. And that's what they're what they're trying to say. Like in terms of the mobile, they haven't really broken it with the mobile, but in terms of like desktop experience, right. that's what's happening. And the mobile's an issue because there's no cookies on your mobile, right? Exactly. So you can't really There's no way to track it. No way to track yeah. it. But uh well so do you, do you think this will help in sort of 
you know, with all the Twitter, with all the speculation, the money speculators will help sort of bolster Twitter's uh, public offering. I think so. Like if I had a say, I had a fashion brand, mm-hmm. and I know Cats was checking out my website, you know, all the time, and I can specifically pinpoint who those guys are with a with an ad that will attract them more. I right. think it's great from the business perspective. And it, and if I'm a consumer and I'm really a fan of a certain product or a certain company, I want I may want to see you know those tailored made ads. Right. So I think I think it's a win win for both the consumer, the the, the audience, and both for um, companies that are trying to you know expand their their brand and build their company. Right, I, I, I agree. I mean, and what, what, I wonder how this is going to affect Vine because Vine is also owned by Twitter. Right. Vine is making a lot of a lot of lot of noise, especially in the comedy world and entertainment world, um, our, our our other world. Uh, <laughs> Vine's making a lot of noise, especially when there's a lot of young talent coming to Vine, a lot of eyeballs on Vine. So True it'll that. be interesting to see if Twitter f- figures out a way to. Um, to capitalize on some of those, especially those millennial and younger eyeballs that are on. I think they're going to have to because I mean, Instagram is already doing that. Like, I don't know right. if you checked out like the ads that are being being run on Instagram. Like, the, I mean, Vine is is a great way to do that. With, obviously, through the usage of video, right? But I think that the evolution of things it's going to come to a place where you're going to be sitting, beginning to see you know ads channeled through Vine. Sure, for sure. sure. That makes sense. And I think that, uh, you know, and Zuckerberg, you know, you know, Facebook has already figured out they're, they're already doing a very similar thing to this. Uh, you know, Zuckerberg's made it very clear that he <laughs> is, doesn't give a shit about your privacy. <laughs> He's made it very clear that like, I mean, his, his stance is sort of like, you know, this is the age we live in and there's right. certain realities that we're all going to have to, uh, you know, be adults about. <laughs> and, uh, one of them is that nothing's private. And right. so I own all your shit. Yeah. I'm Michael Zuckerberg. Yeah. And he's not wrong. So I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see people like Twitter say that, you know, well, we're not going to invade your privacy. We're not going to, you know, keep this stuff in our servers. We're not going to, you know, we're going to, you can disable this anytime you want. But I don't know. I think I really feel like it's heading of course, in that of direction. Course. I mean, it's all about economics. So right. they're going to do whatever's possible to make the biggest buck. Right. And so if it's a, invading your privacy, if it's bombarding you with ads. Right. In a creative way, it's going to happen. Well, speaking of uh, it, it, making bucks, another company that's making some noise is, is, a, is Foursquare. Do you use Foursquare? You know, I don't use Foursquare. I don't either. I don't either. Oh, really? I don't. I thought you, you, you're like, you're Mr. Early, early, early Adopter. I thought you used everything. Nah, nah, not that one. <sighs> I just never got with it. I think we're missing out. I think so, too. <laughs> I mean, well, so, the, so Foursquare 7.0 is, is enables you to now um, read not just... Well, you can explain it better than I can. Foursquare is enabling you to read symbols is what they want, is what they want to do. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean. I think the biggest part of Foursquare with the 7.0 launch mm-hmm. is that they're able to use the push technology. So say you're, you're cruising um, down Sunset Boulevard and you want to check out the, you know, the freshest restaurant or whatever. And so Foursquare is going to push you a notification that says, hey, check out this restaurant. Right. And so, but what's cool about the software is that it's going to use a minimal app. It's going to be minimal. It's going to take that much. It's not going to take that much battery life from right. your phone. Right. And I think that's what's really cool about it because, say, maybe about eight years ago, five to eight years ago, the push technology would really drain your smartphone's device. Versus yeah. now, a lot of these these apps are using push technology. Yeah. So Foursquare is capitalizing on that because I mean, really, it's a concierge service. Where you know you want to know what's hot, you want to know the coolest restaurants, the mm-hmm. clubs, all that stuff based on your know, friend recommendations. Sure. And so if you're cruising around looking for stuff, or you you fly into a new city, like you want that to just straight come to your phone. Like, right. okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go here and, and and check out check out this dish or check out this club. This is not unlike what we talked about a couple of weeks ago that Minority Report 
uh, being able to recognize face recognition, face recognition, right, and, right. Uh, and, eye, and eye scanning, <laughs> all that, all that minority report when you walk into the building. Hello, Keely. I see you'd like some head and shoulders or whatever you use, you know, but this is not unlike that. I mean, the, the, yeah, the notion of being able to drive down and, 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 and get push notifications as to things you may like is fantastic. And yeah. I think that you, you touched on the whole, uh, push notification situation. I think that what people don't realize is how much battery life that that drains. Yeah. Like even, just even, you it's know, your email, it's your email. Exactly. You have your push notification on and I, oh, I always have to have my emails immediately. Yeah. So I leave it on immediately, but my battery that is fucks draining. up your battery. Exactly. Right? Completely. And the other thing is about that is, like, as you just mentioned, it's not just your email. You have multiple apps which you're using this technology. So, uh, it, it's, it's really, it's tricky. So, uh, it, I think that's something you'll start to see in the future, uh, app designers coming up with ways to, uh, save battery life. We yeah. talked about this when we talked about the launch of the new iPhone. Yeah. Efficiency. Efficiency. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from a software standpoint, you know, it's not always about the hardware. It's right. a software standpoint. How are we, how are we making these apps more efficient? Exactly. So, uh, that's cool. And I, I really, you know, so we'll see, we'll see about that. I mean, we you know we can't really talk too much more about that because none of us use it. I mean, last note though, I mean, me and you both travel a lot. So I, I, I mm-hmm. mean, I think we definitely need to step it up and use it because I mean yeah. we're always trying to check out the freshest spots. So. Yeah, but I, I cannot. Yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 yeah. And like, if, I mean, the concept is though because if you tell me, I mean, we do this naturally. You tell right. me like, yo, Keely, check out the spot. I'm gonna do it. Right. And so if I could access that through Foursquare that Joe likes all these spots or has been to all these spots, then you know, I mean, I'm gonna be more you know engaged to go to those spots. Right. Um. And so speaking of, so we're talking about these new launches and, and the redesigns. One of the big things that we're coming for 2014 is. Uh, there's some music services really making a splash here. We've been, been right. hearing about them all through 2013. Now we all know about, obviously, you know, iTunes is a big one, then iTunes did iTunes radio, and so Spotify. that's it. Spotify, which I use, you know, I'm 100% off iTunes, all the way, by the way. Really? I'm, I'm all Spotify. Really? When yeah. did that transition begin? Two years ago. Oh, wow. I was off, that's yeah. That's crazy. Because I think that, um, yeah, it's just, it's just works better for me at all, at all fronts. So, but, uh, you know, Spotify, uh, you know, Pandora, all, you, know, you, you name it. But there's some new ones. People, there's, they're all, there's something to like about each of these services and there's something that people like and, um, but they're not, none of them are perfect and none of them allow right. you to do what music lovers love to do, which is collect. Right. You know, be able to be able to collect and share and curate yeah. and, and all those things. So. There's a couple of services that are that are supposed to launch in 2013 that are late, super and late, super late, and that's kind of big news because there's there's three big ones: uh, YouTube Music, uh, Pono, Pono Music, <laughs> not Porno, uh. <laughs> Pono, uh, and Beats Music, Jimmy yeah. Iovine, Dr. Dre. So that's crazy. Uh, each of them have their own things to offer, but what, what's, what's interesting about it is they've all had their their problems. They all promised new things. They've all had their problems. It looks like Beats Music is going to only going to miss 2013 by a month because yeah. they're going to come out in January. But exactly. the other two are, are, are delayed and there's some issues. But well, let's talk. Well, t- tell me about Beats Music. What's, why is Beats Music different? I mean, Beats is dope. I mean, the general idea is to have celebrities, recording artists or music experts, you know, say pretty much provide context or like you said, curate like their playlist. Right. So I, I think a good example is if you're driving through Compton mm-hmm. and you use the Beats Music service right. and you can go to Dr. Dre and he'll 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 you know, provide or curate a, a playlist for you just to experience music while you drive through Compton. Exactly. And I think that's really cool because it gives you like more of an intimate connection with your favorite artists, what they like, what they listen to, why they pick certain music. 
you know, in, in the sequence, and then you get to experience that. Now, people would argue that you're already able to do, sort of do this on Spotify uh, with the sharing, with the way the way you can share and follow people and do those things, but it's really not exactly the same. I think that what Jimmy Iovine is arguing is that he's he wants to get away from the algorithm. Yes. So it's really we're talking about Pandora, which has done a fantastic job of these algorithms where you punch in one artist and they'll find forty five thousand artists and, and, and songs specifically right. based on some algorithm they've written, which I don't understand. But it works. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot of crazy math, and people have been using this. You know, um, iTunes Radio has adapted it. Uh, uh, Spotify has adopted it. And so, uh, but what Jimmy's saying, Jimmy I mean, is like, he said, like, we want to get back to the human element of sharing music. But, I, but think about it, man. Like, I mean, from my perspective, when I was in high school, that's what made music so dope. That you got the right. hottest CD, you went to school. Yep. Hey, let's listen to what I got. Check yeah. what I got. Yeah. Oh, what is that? Yeah. Oh, let me hear. You be in class listening to music, sharing earphones with people. Right. And then you, you had the conversation. You had you had all that cultural things being you know fostered. Right. We kind of miss that these. We're days. losing that. We can't. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have my music curated by an algorithm. Exactly. You know what I mean? And there's two. There's basically two kinds of music listeners, right? There's people who seek out new music. Yep. And there's people who let music come to them. Yeah. So I think that this is going to draw. Uh, there's a clear line of demarcation here between those two sides. I'm the person who seeks out music. I go find it under the pillow. Right, right, right. Every genre, I want to find the new music. I want to be, I consume music like crazy. Like back in the Tower Records days, we'd go every Tuesday and just buy shit. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, let's buy this. It's Tuesday. It's all new music. Uh, we, we, we miss that now. And True then, that. and then, and, then I, I, and I'm one of those guys who wanted to be able to say like, look, check this out, check this out. Right, right. Um, as, as, you know, older sisters and, and people did that for me. So, um, I think what's cool too about it, like, I'm a big fan of Kanye West. Mm-hmm. And, like, just to know what, you know, some of his creative sensibilities are. Yeah. Like, aside, you know, aside from, you know, his personal, you know, celebrity drama, but just him as an artist and, mm-hmm. and what he means culturally. Like, just to think where his mind goes when he produces a track, what he what he's listening to to inspire right. that. And to be like, I could punch in his name and see, like, some of his favorite compositions yeah. bundled up. That's yeah. dope. It is dope. Yeah. And, there, and there's, remember back, Q-Tip was uh, back in the early, almost 10 years ago now, when I thought, when iPads, iPod iPods just first dropped. Right, right. Q-Tip was notorious for, and Questlove too, for giving people iPods. Yeah. Like, just fill it full of music. Yeah, yeah here's, a, here's, a, here's a full iPod of the, what you should be listening Go to. Go learn. Yes. Yeah. And so all those guys. So I, lo- I love that. It's so, music education. It's dope. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. I, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it works. If people care, I right. mean, the Beats brand is now just a global huge monster. Man. So just you know, the Beats the Beats brand is something that that that'll, that'll make it work. Uh, what about Pono? I don't nothing about Pono. I mean, Pono is dope. I'm I'm kind of excited about Pono. It's essentially for the music purists that want to hear music that's not compressed, that that has that really warm, just raw feeling. Right. And like with you know with the technology. Like when you create an MP3, that's compressed. Sure. Or when you even put it on a CD, it's compressed. So it's 16 bit. So the concept behind Pono is that they're going to offer music that's 24 bit, more dynamics, larger range, better music experience. And, um, I think, I think it's, I think that this, this service is really targeting the purists, the, mm-hmm. the musicians or the artists that want to showcase their music in the highest regard. Right. And so, and then, and then from the consumer to experience that in the highest, because like you're really listening to the music, like, like you're really invested. Well, we, you know, we, we're having a, we're having a bit of a, a renaissance. You know, vinyl, vinyl's having a, it's been having sort of a slow renaissance for the last like 10 years or so, but like in, in some, you know, DJs and hipsters and everybody else and, 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 and old folks like me. Um, but 
it's actually having a real renaissance because people still love the the quality and the richness of what you get from needle to the groove mm-hmm. and that that analog sound that goes in. And then we lost a lot of that with people don't realize, you know, the advent of, of uh of uh CDs, you know, converting all that rich sound into ones and zeros. It may be clearer in some respects, but it's really not the it, same. It you strips know? away the soul a little bit. Exactly. Well, yeah. a little, actually a lot. So you, you trade clarity and supreme clarity for, you know, more sort of richness and depth. Exactly. And, uh, and so now that all, all the listen, music we listen to now is digital because we listen to everything on iPods and via Spotify mm-hmm. and, and iTunes. And so I love the idea of something that can say, we're going to bring this back to where how we all how music should be listened. Right. You see guys like Dave Grohl and you know, Lenny Kravitz and others who who record on tape on two inch tape still and who want to do that stuff to get that same richness. And, and so, how can you keep, preserve that and take it back over to uh, the digital? And I think that's what what Pono is trying to do. And I, I love it. I love the idea too. I, I love it too. I can't wait to I can't wait to see. What I mean, do you the, think it'll sound right? I mean, it, that that sounds like a di- it sounds like you're digitally manufacturing. No, I mean the, it's still going to be a digital. Yeah. Um, Output, but it's going to just be the highest right. that it can be. Got it. And it's a distinct difference between. It's 16... like watching a 4K television. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, g- a great example versus just a regular HD TV. Like just the clarity, like right. The experience is just way better. It's way richer. Cool. Yeah, All right. That's dope. And then last but not least, a uh, YouTube music. Um, I mean, look, Google. Google's already taken over everything. Right. Everything. They, uh... they, we have you, you, the YouTube. Uh, is is what it is. The YouTube channels have, have the proliferation of those. They're making some. Uh, they're they're talking about original programming and, and some things that they're doing here. But in the music world, is something you really don't think of YouTube or Google for. And now they're making a play here. Yeah. Um, what's what, what's different about YouTube music than what we already can get on YouTube or or uh, any any other services? They're trying to create a platform where it's just like a comprehensive, all inclusive, on demand music subscription. Right. Service. So if you want to, you know, listen to whatever, like plug it in and boom, boom, you get right. it, you get it immediately, which I think is cool versus having when you when you listen to music on YouTube, it's kind of like already a playlist built and it goes back to back to back versus this. Like you can actually, you know, curate your own stuff. Right. You actually, you know, pinpoint exactly what you want to hear and it's right there. Right. I think that's dope. Right. Um, the. Yeah. I think it's dope too. <laughs> but I, I, I don't really I, experience music on YouTube. I don't either. I don't really that, fuck that, with it, like it doesn't. It doesn't. Does affect me or, or Bobby? I, just, nah. I don't like the idea of experience music, you know, audio music through yeah. that platform. Yeah. I even don't like listening to music on my computer like that. Like, I, I really, it's just a whole separate thing. For me. Yeah. But all right. Anyway, so moving on. So that's that. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, another story that caught our eye is Obama. And, the, and Obama and the iPhone, as Stephen Lemieux says, his favorite ch- children's book. Obama and the iPhone. Uh, we wonder why. There's this whole, remember the big, you know, um, fuss when Obama was first inaugurated and elected that he has to have his Blackberry and he's, you know, he fought the Secret Service on it and his technology. Right. And, he's, and, you know, it's true. Most presidents, people don't realize this is, most presidents aren't, don't, aren't really good at adapting to new technology. They're behind the curve. Way behind yeah. the curve because you get, when you get in the White House, you get insulated. Exactly. Like you get insulated, you have everything done for you so you're not really, you know, tech savvy. You know, uh, George. You know, Bush forty three definitely was not tech but not, savvy. But not not because they don't want to. No, it's just because it's the nature it's not, of the business, the nature right. of the job. Like they have to be insulated to protect yeah. certain assets, protect sure. certain ideas. Certainly, so. certainly. Uh, look, at you, look at you sticking up for the process. Uh, up for the process. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's like when uh, you know, I guess it was a George W forty one. 
was famously not knowing the uh, the price of a carton of a carton of milk. It's like how lady can you be, bruh? Or, or like or like his son, he would refer or George Bush, he would refer to Google as the Google. Yeah, the Google <laughs> on the Google. That is so corny. Yeah. So I mean, anyway. But now, tech savvy Obama, he he carried his BlackBerry around, and now we find out why. Which is basically the iPhone is not secure. We we've learned that. Uh, the Secret Service is, and, and, and people who protect him will not let him carry the iPhone because the iPhone is not, it's not secure and the, right. and the, Black, and the Blackberry is. So that's, uh, not, not that it matters to us, but I mean, that, that's kind of interesting to know. It makes you feel like the, the vulnerability of which your, your information because you carry your whole life here on your iPhone and your iPad and knowing what the vulnerability of that is, especially in these times where Obama's getting a lot of hot water. For the NSA work of listening and spying on everyone and listening to everything that you can do, the notion that he's like, I ain't doing that shit. I got a BlackBerry, is is still funny. It's kind of funny to me. But, it is. So what is, what, do you, what do you think that means for iPhone or for RIM or for BlackBerry? Does that mean anything? I mean, it's just I, it's just an interesting story. I just think it's just like a lag in the, in, in the technology being utilized by you know government officials because te- because technology is evolving at such a rapid rate. Right. It's hard for them to monitor the newest device. Sure. And, and to be able to, you know, take out the little, you know, kinks and whatnot. Right. So with the Blackberries, is I mean, it hasn't really evolved. So that one's cool. Versus the iPhone, every year or so, you're getting something new. You're getting a new advancement. Right. And so it's hard for, you know, government to be able to, you know, taper that down. Right. And so, I mean, I I think I think it's smart. Like, Well, Apple's Apple's made some headway and they've, they've made a lot of uh, – they've, they've done a lot for developers – Government developers, developers to be able to do the things they need to do to be able to make this thing safe for most employees, just not for the president himself. It sucks so, though because he's like one of the most tech savvy presidents we've right. ever had. Like, I'm sure he wants yeah. an iPhone. Well, I mean, a BlackBerry is just a, a BlackBerry is a pager with email. Let's right, exactly. Let's get right. A BlackBerry exactly. is not a smartphone. A not BlackBerry can't do shit. A BlackBerry is a pager with email. Yeah. Like, you know, so tough. Tough. it is. I mean, and, and Rim is in trouble because they're not. They're not in the smartphone business. Yeah. They're 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 no, in the, no evolution. Yeah, they're in the pager business, yeah. and so they they're, they're ahead of the curve. And I go, we're gonna make this pager a phone, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like the, the bomb. Now it's like the bomb. I said the bomb. Uh, now now it's like a whole different thing. I think it's funny so. that Obama. He's, I think I read in the article that he's he's envious of his daughters because they get to play with the iPhone. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't have one. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, so it's Those funny. dynamics is funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, Sasha Malia on their iPhones, and he's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's so, so that that's I, I, well, I just I wonder how that would affect because Rim's been in a lot of trouble lately, a lot of in the news and trying to stay relevant. I just wonder if that would help them, but probably not. I think yeah. it's, I think it's over for BlackBerry. Oh, totally. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Obama. R.I.P. R.I.P. I just want to touch really fast on uh, our guy Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, hit record. Um, I was there for his launch of that, and I talked to him about that. And uh, the, 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 which is basically, he has this platform where any he wants to be able to have uh, have everyone in the world be able to create something, have the same opportunities to create this something, is, and have this it is seen. Dope. This is dope. you know. So just in a general sense, so if you are a painter, if you are a, if you write books, if you are a musician, an animator, if you're an animator, if you are a special effects guy, like you can come and and be in this community and get stuff made and get stuff up, and then they will actually match funds. And get your stuff up if it's good. It's tight. a great. So the hit record is really, really great. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a great thing. It's been out for a while. But this new move is they've announced a deal with uh, is it Pivot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Pivot TV to actually do a hit record TV show. Yeah, which is very cool. So what, what, what is it exactly? I mean, it's essentially what you said. Like it's it's getting all these artists in a room and and 
challenging them to collaborate. Right. It's the art of collaboration. Like you're, well, the you're, it's a variety show is what he's doing. Exactly, right? it's a variety show. So if you're an animator, if you're a filmmaker, if you're a photographer, if you're a musician, hey, let's let's get in the room and let's create something together, right. and, and let's show it, show it to the world. But I just th- I, I like it because of the. Just, just the concept of collaboration. Even though you're good at this, I'm good at this, we can still come together and create something that's dope, that's right. different. Yeah. And, and I'm interested to see, like, because the creative process that you might have or mm-hmm. your approach might be different than my approach, but let's see them together right. and see what we can make. That's fresh. And, and, and shout out to uh, JGL, uh, you know, for, I mean, he's, I think he's a phenomenal actor and phenomenal artist in that way, but really, to, he, he takes on a different, whole different persona for, for the hit record size. He, right. calls, he calls himself Regular Joe. You know, um, he's not the actor Joe. He's just regular Joe and this guy. And he's really, really not only giving back, but really supporting arts in general, not just acting, not just, you know, um, television and film, but just arts in general. I think it's a really, really cool thing. So uh, hopefully this, this works and it'll be interesting to see how this works out and it, it, as a variety show. And that's, and also he's bringing back the variety show, which yeah. is, which is gone. That's right. You know, so I don't know. I'm just interested in just seeing the process behind, you know, you know, different artists. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do this? What's your workflow? Right. And how how can you, you know, collaborate with someone and make it to enhance that? And have, that to me, that concept is just dope to me. And have the whole world be introduced to not only new art, but new artists. Exactly. Which is which is which is fantastic. Yeah. All right, well um we're gonna talk about uh, a segment that we're that we're uh <laughs> Timidly call it Welcome to the Future. We have we have no drop for it. We have nothing, but uh, it's called Welcome to the Future. But we'll talk about some things that are coming up. The future. Some of the future is now. It's, it's, it's things that are happening right now that remind us um, that we are living in the times that we all thought about when we were kids. Man. But uh, before that, I want to thank you all for joining us on iTunes, um, downloading this um, show. We're at show seven. We're trying to get better every week. Uh, we just want to bring you. Uh, all the tech news and all the nerd culture stuff um, from a brown and black geek perspective, and uh, we're do- we're we're doing it. Yes, sir. So we are. But thank you for listening to us. Now you listen to us on iTunes. You downloaded us, and you please made download to do that. Us. We appreciate that. If you want to rate us as well and tell us that we suck or that we are amazing, you can do that as well. Uh, you, you rate us because it helps other people find us as well, and also find Black Hollywood Live, which is fantastic. And um, if you're listening to us via YouTube or watching us via YouTube, uh, hello, and thank you for watching and or listening in there. And comment there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. We're growing, and we appreciate the comments. Yes. So welcome to the future. Welcome Man. to the future. We're here. I got nothing. Are you going to make that drop? You know the welcome what? to the future drop? I can make that drop. Next time I got you. Okay. <laughs> welcome to the future. Oh, there it is. Lemieux. Live, a live drop. <laughs> there it is. I can, I can always count on that. I was actually, that was actually me just sort of like, I can try to get Lemieux to do a live drop. <laughs> Thank hilarious. you. So listen, uh, the, the future's here. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, which has been in the news for the last couple of weeks, but we've been off, is that the, the Amazon drones. Oh man, this is crazy. It's crazy. You know, well, I, yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know how real it is or isn't. We'll talk, we'll talk about that right now in a second. But, you know, so for those who don't know, uh, Jeff Bezos, CEO, uh, genius CEO of Amazon, <laughs> uh, who I do like a lot. I, I do mean, too. I, he's, he's amazing. Uh, in an interview he did with 60 Minutes, he did with Charlie Rose. Took him on the on the on the tour of one yeah. of his whatever it is billion square foot fulfillment you know, center fulfillment yeah. centers, and one of the things he said is what we're gonna what we're working on is having drones, unmanned drones, really octocopters they call right. <laughs> I think they're called so they're, they're helicopters. You know the drones with the with the with the, with the four copters or if eight octa would be eight. I don't know how it works. Anyway, flying around, picking up packages, and flying out 
of the of, of the fulfillment center right to your crib, dumping them off and dumping it off and flying back. <laughs> Drones. That's amazing, but well, that's hella scary. I know, and there's pictures and there's and it's, it's it's real. It's a real thing, and I think that like uh, it is very scary. Obviously, there's, there's a ton of problems with this uh, uh, inherent. Uh, then the main one being FCC are really evaluating FAA. the. I'm sorry, FCC. Yeah. FAA is evaluating the, the uh, civilian use of drones, which is like, I mean, you know. That's impossible. It, it's imp- <laughs> That's impossible. Because I'm going to be sending send packages to the homie like, yo, you get that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not only that, if, if the FAA okays the civilian use of drones, what's next? I don't know. There's like, nothing next. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, what do we, do? you know, I don't, that's a whole separate story. But but like, assuming it gets past that hurdle, then you have the er, the other hurdle of uh motherfuckers just like trying to Let's shoot it out the sky. Oh shit, it's coming through. Yeah. <laughs> or like oh, I bet there's a lot of what's in there. But it's a TV in there. Wow. <laughs> 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 but it's an Xbox in that one. So I don't know. We'll see. I that it, I mean he said he said that he I mean in his concept of this that he's not going to try to ship anything over five pounds. So well, no, no TVs, bruh. <laughs> no TVs. The inherent problem then lies in that if somebody manages to get their hands on one, they're going to be doing drug deals to that, it. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yo, send that through, bruh. <laughs> send the chopper through. <laughs> I, will say, I mean, I, you know, there, there's, there, there's, there's so many, there's so many problems inherent, but, but what Bezos does say to the five pound thing is because of those drones can, they can only carry five pounds. What he's saying is 80% of what they ship is in that, is in the five pound range. Which is crazy. Yeah. So yeah. that 80% of what they ship is, and also they says that it can help them because the question is, okay, it's cool, but is it efficient? Like right. It's cool, is it efficient? It doesn't seem very efficient to like have a drone, one drone carry one package, fly right to your crib and fly back. That seems ridiculous. But what he's but, saying I mean, is it is efficient because exactly. what, what you're talking about is you're, you're talking, these, you're talking these smaller packages. You can combine things to users who, who buyers who buy a lot of stuff in the one five pound package. You can send it straight to them and send it straight back. No driver. No driver. You gotta pay nobody. You don't have to load the giant truck, which mm-hmm. these boxes take up spaces and it all is fit right. But the most important thing, I guess, is where this, which will be tested in, in, you know, whatever this is going to roll out in years, if it ever happens, is, is urban areas, you know, which is also the other problem inherent. It's going to be in the cities. You know, in densely populated areas, which makes sense because trucks can't get in and out of this stuff. But what's it going to be? Just flop to your skyscraper to the top? That's scary, dude. Yeah, it's really it's interesting. <laughs> uh, so I, lo- I love the idea of it. I love the audaciousness of Bezos. That's like, what I like. I like yeah, the audacity like, of him thinking, like, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, like, I'm like I'm use these drones. We got drones. Yeah, I, lo- I love the idea of that. So we'll see. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a fun story because it gives people the opportunity to be like, what? And so I mean, everyone's written about it, Bloomberg and you know, Tech Week, and well, I, I think it's all over the place. I think it speaks to you know the usage of robotics in terms of how things are distributed, right? Versus you using you know humans or whatever to distribute it. Or just, you know, typical means of transportation. Right. Like, I mean, I think we're going to come to a day where robots will be delivering packages to yeah. us. Well, sure. I mean, you know, I, you know, I just beat Amazon is, is in and of itself is just, I don't think people realize where Bezos is in terms of his, <laughs> his, his wealth, number one, and his sort of, uh, his power over what, how, how changing the way of how we get our goods, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not just about books. He's revolutionized that in one way. But this is a guy like he's got multiple of these billion square foot fulfillment centers. And they do like on, on, on Cyber Monday, they were shipping 300 packages a minute. That's crazy. 300 packages a minute, you know. That's, that's um, and maybe I, mean, I, feel like it's less, I thought it was more than that. It's a second. A second. I'm yeah, sorry. A second. 300 packages a second. 
you that's, know, that's on Cyber Monday. Like that's, I mean, I don't know, do you have, do you have enough drones for that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> extra drones, yeah. 300 orders a second. So, um, that's, that's insane. But one of the things about, I've mentioned this before, but one thing that blows my mind about Bezos, which I read in Fast Company about him when talking about these fulfillment centers and this distribution, this distribution network he has is efficiencies. Like he's got it down to where, He's, he's probably the most efficient way to send and receive anything in the country, beating out FedEx, beating out UPS, and the United States Post, Post Office. Yeah. And, and frankly, there was talk of him even buying right. the, <laughs> the Post Office. Like, how do you, you know? I mean, to have the management and organizational skills to be able to, to talk, to, when you talk about efficiency, to be able right. to, if someone clicks a button and that product you just ordered is already you know, being shipped to you. Right. That's amazing to me. Well, there's a lot of clamoring of smaller government and government efficiencies and Bezos like, I got this. I can fix this. <laughs> Mail, I got this. I already got, I got, <laughs> like, what else should he fix? Drones. Right, uh, over a hundred year institution. Oh, let me, yeah, I, I got, got it. it. I got it. I'm Bezos. <laughs> fixing everything. I'm fixing newspapers. Man. Anyway, that's it. And, you know, whether or not he, he had no comment on whether he went to buy UPS. You know, buy UPS? He's like, no comment. Like, what? <laughs> like, is he gonna buy UPS and the, and 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 the USPS? Like, I don't know. That's a whole. That's a whole another show. But Bezos is doing the damn thing, and I'm not sure in a good way. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope. I hope he's. I think he's good. What if, we, what if he turns out to be a supervillain, an evil guy? Man. Anyway, I'm sorry. Bezos scares me. Um, <laughs> although I do like him. So speaking of which, uh, we we talked about technology and robots taking over things. We we did a story a while back about. Um, this really cool prosthetic leg and, 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 and how the technology is coming really closer to this bionic man, uh, you know, fantasy that we had as kids. And if you watch the show Almost Human, they, 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 they have, uh, one of the main characters has, the main character has a full prosthetic leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there's a story here talking about that they're, they've worked on a new nerve interface for prosthetic hands, right. which can actually let you, from a neurological standpoint, sense 20, points of touch you know with your artificial hand right now that's a game changer that is a game changer like if i like think about if i have a prosthetic hand and i want to grab a cherry from a tree right and typically you know with this technology you would grab the cherry and squish the cherry it's done you can't even consume it eat it like you're like fuck i can't eat keep but now with this technology because of you know the nerve the stimulation of the nerve bundles it's able to Grab the cherry and not squish it, and then you're able to eat it. Yeah. So I think that's amazing that you have you know the nuance to be able right. to pick up something and not destroy it. So really, you have a hand, you have a, a workable hand. That's dope. well. One of the things that you know um, amputees talk about a lot is the biggest thing that is the hard, the toughest thing for amputees is that phantom. You have that phantom hand feeling, right? So when you if you had an arm or, or hand or appendage your whole life and it's not there anymore, you still things still itch, right? And it's not mentally; it's just it's nothing there. And so it's really interesting to see what an actual hand that actually will give you touch sensations. Which I don't know how that would even work. Is your how do your brain processes it? Yeah. Will your brain process that? This just blows my mind. Yeah. Does your brain process it this is the same way as your left hand as it is your right hand in terms of what it feels like? I don't know. It's really it's something that's blowing my mind. I will. Um, it's something we'll never know. It's just like blind people don't see all black or all white. They right. simply just don't see. Yeah, exactly. And we can never imagine what that's like. It's, right. It's, it's very true. It's very true. Uh, and speaking of uh, inconceivable, and speaking of brain and you know brain power and everything else, the other story, which is 
just blowing my mind, literally, is um, this neural stimulation story that, that came out of Wired. Wired. This shit is crazy, right? It's here. really, I mean, it, it's basically on the premise that, you know, our brain is, I've saw she was just, you know, electric, it's one big conductive electric, electric impulses flying, firing back and forth and everything else. So it, it makes you wonder if you were to, um, you know, put some electrodes in your brain or somehow found out a way to somehow electrically dope me up, bruh. <laughs> stimulate your brain. You know, would it electrocute you? Would it kill you? Would it, what would happen to these, to these different various things like your optic nerve yeah. or other things? If you were to give them a little charge of electricity, yeah. jumpstart me, would you, would, would, would it enhance you? Would it do these other things? And so that's the kind of work they're doing. And what they're finding are, what are they finding? And they're finding that you can, you know, inject, you know, a burst of electricity into your brain hmm. and you could be more alert. You could be more precise. You could be um, smarter, faster, um, because like you just said, the brain is a machine that's powered by electricity. Um, so the concept is add more electricity, more brain power, more brain power, more intelligence, more intelligence, more power. That's dope. Is that's crazy though? Yeah, the the story itself, which is uh, in Wired, and it, it's coming out. I think it's, it's coming out in print this in, this week. I think, but it's online now. But the story chronicles a guy who's who's having this sort of conversation, uh, you know, with himself. And he he got with a a cyberneticist, yes. and went to Radio Shack. <laughs> and basically, <laughs> like, plugging up shit. start plugging. Yeah, like let's get this board. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a normal breadboard. We'll 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 pull some stuff out. And it was really started experimenting, and like he, the first thing he did, he, he got to his optic nerve. I mean, it was blind for a few seconds. It was blind for a few seconds and couldn't figure <laughs> out like, is this stimulating? Is this whatever? <laughs> Can I fuck myself? Yeah, up? Yeah, <laughs> and, and but like him, the, the notion that he's doing these things and finding out that it's working, right. is 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 incredible. Now, I'm not going to try this shit. But are you? <laughs> if, if if this technology was available, would you would you wear the brain hat? I mean, I, I think. Like in theory, like it seems like it's something that's very plausible. Like, just give me a little bit more juice, bro. <laughs> and I'm juice a, me up. I'm. A, I mean, they're comparing this to like right before, a drug. Right before you know, you, you you go to take the bar, the or the LSAT or anything yeah, else. Like the example they gave, uh, they put the device on a race car driver before he you know hit the race, right. and he was more precise in his his movement and movements when he was you know handling the vehicle, this and he incredible. broke he broke a record. Incredible. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I get this, this is where we're going here. And it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because we have a lot of talk about, um, about AI and artificial intelligence. We did a story a couple weeks ago on Watson. Um, a lot of talk about what computers are able to do much faster than human and the human brain. But we're also at the same time, from, you know, a physiological standpoint, really just tapping into the surface of what we can do yeah. with our own bodies and brain and enhancing things. And I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really, uh, the future is, uh, I don't know, electric. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. So, so wait, well, hold on. Yes. One. You mean to tell me if someone said, yo, you put this, you put this hat on, bro, uh -huh. for this five minutes. Mm -hmm. And before you go on BHL, you're going to be yep. killing it. <laughs> you wouldn't do it. I mean, I just feel like I, there, there's no, there's no hat. There's something that's got to directly attack, attach. <laughs> this is like Matrix stuff, right? You got to jack in. You can't just put the hat on. You got to like, there's electrodes have got to actually pierce your skin and skull somehow and get there. And that's the part I'm not really interested in. <laughs> you know, how, like how we get that, you know, um, I get that that's the possibilities there, but how we get those, how do you, how do you get hooked up, you know, fitted to, uh, 
to be able to receive all that juice. Yeah. I don't know. That that's the part that scares me. But yeah. we'll see. Um it's like Matt Damon in um Elysium. Yeah. Where they had to sort of fuse all that yeah. to his bones and all that. Right. that that that's kind of what you know, where we may or may not be headed. Um well before we get out of here, I do want to talk um we don't we don't have a guest today, but I do want to talk uh have a discussion about the 2014. <laughs> There's an article that came out um, recently talking about why 2014 uh, is really will be the year of the internet. Um, and it's, it's funny because I, the internet is, is, is omnipresent and it's steady grow, steadily growing and it's more and more dominating, uh, you know, everything that we, that we, that we know from in the last, you know, 15 years, it's really just changed the way we do everything. Right. Um, but what, what this this article sort of posits is like things will really 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 be changing. <laughs> like in, 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 in 2014 is a year where shit gets real, yeah. you know, like a zeitgeist, a huge cultural shift, right? A huge yeah. cultural shift, but not just not just in like um, a, a awareness cultural shift, but just in like the technology that's yeah. available. Um, I don't know, and and so there's, they talk about companies like you know. Uh, you know, Qualcomm and, and Intel and, and, and Texas Instruments and some of the money that they're spending to be able to make, improve on what has already sort of like changed our lives. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the Internet of Things, like you have all these devices, small devices, medium-sized devices, large devices. I mean, we live in a device-centric world. So the concept is that all these devices are connected together to the internet and they're able to communicate between each other without having any human involvement. So I don't right. need to press a button to be like device do this. It's doing it by itself and right. it's and it's communicating with the device across the room right. and that's communicating with something else across the room. That's amazing. So when I walk in a room, the air condition, the the air will communicate with maybe a device, a wearable technology I have that's saying, "Hey, you're hot. Turn yeah. on the air." Yeah. Like well, I think what the, the important thing, and why they say that, just to get specific, why they're saying this is the year specifically, is we're talking about um, all these giant companies, consumer companies, are now catching up with u- utilizing the technology that's already there, via, whether it's Bluetooth or Internet technology or Wi-Fi technology. Um, they're, they're, they're now figuring out how to implement these things in products we already use. Like at a base level, GE is already has a light bulb that you can adjust through your smartphone, yeah. like an app. Like you can get light bulbs. The bi- light bulb itself you can buy, screw it in, and then... And then through, through through your smartphone, you know, figure out what you what that wattage what you want that wattage to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a small example of like a thousand things that are happening. Geo, as well as you know, all the all the smart appliances that are coming out are really sort of you know harbingers of things to come. And this is a sort of direct quote from what they said here: like the the, the refrigerator that you walk up to and is Wi-Fi connected and can instantly go on you know online and Food Network and and highlight and find out what. It give you the recipe and then light up what parts of the 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 the, uh, the refrigerator your ingredients are in and and then go start the stove and hit stove to a certain hit temperature as you're clicking this thing and get the, the the cutting board cold enough and it's all that stuff is already happening. This is like you know speaks to the the you know concept we talked about a few weeks back the technological singularity where devices or technology begins to have an agency over itself, right. like it begins to make decisions. By itself. Right. Uh, I think that's that really scares me because, like, if I walk in a room and, and it gets the shit wrong, then what? Yeah. Like, maybe I wasn't cold. Maybe I was hot. And, the, the, you know, the air condition, you know, or whatever doesn't come on. Then what? Yeah. 
it's well, I think that like yeah, that, that's you know, it, we, we well, it's that thing about the dependence on technology versus, and this is back to the Watson thing, you know, like how you know, and back to our our uh, our Skynet scenario and our yeah. Matrix scenario where you know. Um, the machines take over, but I mean, it is, it is that balance between making things more convenient for us. But um, one of the other things that we talked that are talking about here is something called um, low Bluetooth, low energy, right? Which is sort of like the next thing be between Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. I mean, Bluetooth technology is something again I do not understand. I don't, you know, I uh, you know, <laughs> run a tech podcast and I still don't understand exactly how Bluetooth technology works, but low energy Bluetooth, the Bluetooth low energy is the next phase, which will allow it's somewhere between Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and it's going to allow us to connect everything. Everything will be connected. This is the technology that everyone's sort of working on and trying to perfect. What this will mean is, you know, you like we talk about your wearable technology, your watch will be able to talk to your shoelaces, we'll be able to talk to your smartphone, we'll be able to talk to your car, we'll be able to talk to your refrigerator. It's all through one network that will be you can run on your smartphone I mean, or your li- watch. We live in this world that does that. What will we do? Like what yeah. agency will we have? Like what decisions will we make? Right. Like that that that's the part that just trips me out is like if if the technology gets to a point where it's making all these mundane everyday decisions that people make like, what are you left to do? Put on the brain hat, bro. <laughs> just charge up. Yeah. Just charge it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, think of something away. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. No, it's it, uh, you know, look, look, technology is something that we I'm not obviously not afraid of and have not been afraid of, and I think that technology from you know you know from the industrial revolution to uh, all the way up to now has I mean the, the, we talk about the the curve and how things have ex- exponentially just shot, skyrocketed up from you know the turn of the century to right now. But I think that, you know, people have always been afraid of technologies, you know, and people have always been afraid of the, the new thing, whether it's the steam engine or whether, <laughs> whether it's the, the horseless carriage, you know, the, you know, uh, all those things. And, and, and they have changed the way we do everything, the light bulb, the, the yeah. you know, um, and so, but I don't know. I think that, that all, all those things were invented to help things easier for man to, to, to live in the world, do the thing and also help them help us to be able to expand and right. grow in a faster way. I think that the, the, the conceit here is that that's what this is going to do, help us to be able to live and connect what? in a different way. In, in, in a global world where we are going to, we're in a flat world, to, to, to quote Thomas Friedman, in a flat world uh, where we are sort of all connected, we're still far apart, and things like this will help bring us closer together in theory. In it's, theory. But, like, think about the value of learning how to do something. Like doing it with your hands, right. using your mind, going through the process. Sure. Now a machine's doing it for you. You lose all that value. You, you lose all those instructions. Right. So like, how? What? What type of people will we will we evolve to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I had nothing. I, it looks pretty good. I watched Star Trek the other night. It looks pretty good. Uh, into, the <laughs> into the darkness. Looked like a pretty good future to me. High tech. No, I don't know. No, but it's really interesting. So like, just look look out for that. 2014, a promise will be the year of the internet. The year of change. Oh, it's, it's, it's sort of ominous, uh, but you know, this is kind of a dark show. I think everything's been like, it's coming to get you. <laughs> drones. The future drones are coming. Bezos is taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's everywhere. No, but uh, it'll, that's kind of what this show's about. So very, very, very light on the on the on the, on the pop culture and the nerd culture day. Very heavy on the tech, but that's what that's what we do. And that's what we did today. So GNT. that is going to do it for us. I think that's it for us. Man, that's going to yeah. do it for us. 
um, this week. We'll be back next week with with, with Nando and with uh, an in studio guest and more, uh, definitely more nerd culture talk and more pop culture talk because we have a lot to talk about in that realm too. And I just want to say, I mean, yes, I know I know we're the you know the nerd geek tech show. But I just want to you know give a little little love to Mandela passing away yes. and just what you know what he meant culturally to me to sure. you like to to us as a people like I think I think we we witnessed the, you know iconic figure transition mm-hmm. and to, you know just to mention you know that on the show I think you know we got we got to give props you know absolutely absolutely um someone in that in my lifetime has in my lifetime has I we've watched go from you know uh, you know basically being incarcerated to um his his unfortunate transition a couple of weeks ago uh, and uh, a couple of days ago, yep. excuse me, yesterday, and uh, yesterday, wow, that was yesterday. Yesterday, God, I need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was yesterday. I was with you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the shots to Nelson Mandela. Uh, thank you very much to um, for joining us here. Akili, <laughs> <laughs> where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, and definitely check check out a few of my web properties, liveelevated.com and behindthehustle.com. Yep, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Joe K Braswell and on Instagram at Joe Braswell. Thank you, and uh, we'll be back. And Fernando Bell, who's not here, and Akili Shine, I'm Joe Braswell. That's Geek Nerd Tech. We'll see you next week. From producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals. Thanks for watching Black Hollywood Live on YouTube. For more in-depth interviews and news, subscribe to our channel here and be sure to share your opinion in the comment section below here. See you soon, everyone. Bye.